Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Pretty Scary. Pretty Scary Boo. Caitlin. Oh. Oh. Caitlin wasn't feeling well. She wasn't. I mean, she's at like eight and a half weeks. So we. Months. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that. Um, She's actually pregnant again. (laughs) And we uh, we interviewed uh, Chris Hansen for our podcast, White Wine True Crime, uh, yesterday. And. I remember she was like, yeah, I was uh, at food poisoning all weekend. I was like, okay, well, I know you're due like October 25th. We still have like three episodes of The Keepers we want to wrap up. So how about we knock those out next week? And she's like, well, yeah, I hope so. And I was kind of like, you're due any minute now. You could have the baby early. Once the baby comes, like there's not much we can do. Plus, like, you're on maternity leave now. Like, what do you have to do, bitch? Like, you just hang out. You just hang out until you have the baby. Like, you've got the best job in the world. Like, I'm doing double duty here. Right? So, right? Damn. So This is why we drink and finger. This is why We're we just- drink and finger. You're sitting in Caitlin's chair tonight. I am. And it's just, you're so far away. We're, like, virtually cheersing, virtually fingering. Yeah, it's weird. You know what? Hold on. Problem. I'm going to solve this problem. Problem, solution. I'm going to solve one of them. Hey, problem, meet your solution. Winter, come over here for a minute. Oh, no, she's just going to gallop out of the room. Yeah, I was talking to Jen about it, and she said it's not even so much that the leg hurts her. She just doesn't trust it. So sometimes she'll do some good puppy gallops on three legs, and sometimes it's four. Oh, she's not. finger, Winter. Is she going to like this? Probably not. I don't think she'll care. Okay. This one couldn't be out. It's just right here by the pinky, right? Yeah. <laughs> ah, we got it. I'm red. I'm blue. Okay. Finger me. Yay. Oh, we, we did made it. it happen. Good job. Finger you, Winter. She doesn't like that. <laughs> she, no, she just doesn't know what's going on. She's okay. She's okay. She's a pretty girl. All right. All right. Now that we have that out of the way. Hey, we're back to it. So what are we talking about today? Ooh, satanic panic. We're talking about Satan. Hail Satan! Yeah, I couldn't exactly remember what we were talking about today, so I messaged you, and I was like, so are we talking about Satan tonight? And then it, like, it just made me laugh after, because I was like, <laughs> anybody else? It's like such a, it's such a weird message to send out. But the notes you put together, um, I was familiar with some. Uh, Jeff May came to mind in one section of the notes, and oh, yeah? I guess we just go ahead and start. We'll just start. Shout out to Ashley Best. She actually put the notes together for this. We were going to do it for an episode of Unpopular Opinion. Well, first we were going to do it as an episode of Pretty Scary, and then we ended up uh, interviewing Aphrodite Jones instead. Correct. Which, by the way, I, even though I was uncomfortable, I loved that interview. It was so much fun. It was fun. Uh, I still want the link so I can send it to her because we're like best friends. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 
You might not be, but her and I are. Well, I think we have a more uh, respect-based yeah, relationship respect where a mutual understanding. Yeah, of where each she she work, respects each she art. respects my investigative skills right. as much as I think she I respect hers. Crazy, I think. Are you crazy? Came out of her mouth a couple of times. Yeah, I mean, everyone's crazy until the owls come. <laughs> then, yeah. then nobody has a plan. So yeah, we're talking about Satan today. We were going to do this for an episode of Unpops once it got bumped, but now we're we're doing it for Pretty Scary. Back to the mother... Oh no, not the mothership, the sistership? Something like that. Okay. The other ship. The fingership. <laughs> fingership! Fingership boo! Uh, and yeah, Ashley Best put together the notes for this. Thank you for that. Thank you, uh, Ashley. And uh, yeah, the thing about the satanic panic, which is such a swinging party name for it. I do feel like Satanism was like a thing for a while. It was a fad. I remember, well, like, I want to say I was junior high. I think we're about the same age. I'm yeah, I think, we're, I think we're exactly the same age. I'm 41. July 22nd. Oh, my God. Are we twins? I'm March 20th. How crazy would that be if we had the same birthday? And I was like, wait a second. We were both born in Whoa. Peoria. We don't really know our parents. I know my parents. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I'm, oh, I'm I mean, still alive. Okay. Okay, never mind. Do you want me to call her and ask? <laughs> yes. Do you did have you a give, third? Did you give away a, a child named Carrie, <laughs> who could have been my twin, who now is my co-host? It would have been the year Rocky came out, Mom. Think. <laughs> you know, whatever works. But yeah, I remember that being a thing. I remember being in junior high, and um, I don't know, this is like Satan stuff, but like Motley Cure and Smashing Pumpkins and... Wait, what did I say? Motley, Motley Cure. <laughs> Motley, Motley Crew. The Cure. The Cure. Uh, uh, smashing Pumpkins. No, not really Smashing. They were 90s. Uh, who was another one? There was Motley Crew. There were a lot of guys who just dressed and looked sad. Yeah. Like they wore a lot yeah. of black, a lot of eyeliner, a lot of bangs over the face, <laughs> and they just looked very viscerally sad. And I probably and, made out with a few of them. And it was all associated with Satan. But the thing is that, like, I remember all of this, and I remember it always being in the news. And what I didn't remember until we started researching this episode is that this was basically the 1980s version of McCarthyism, where there was just this big mass panic about one certain thing in society. And with McCarthyism, it was communists. And with this, it was Satanists. Right. And people legitimately lost their jobs and went to jail. Well, some of the some of the things that they say happened are so far fetched and so crazy. Um, and then I know we're going to get to her. I fucking hate her, Tipper Gore. Ugh. We're going to get to her, and she's awful. She's the worst. She's yeah, the she worst. she played a big part in this. We'll get to. Yeah, you mentioned some of the things being so far fetched. One of the stories we're going to talk about is a couple that ran a daycare. And one of the like, there were stories going around about this couple that they were like, put it like drowning kids and we're gonna murdering get to it. I think kids. it's the last one you have. Yeah. But I saw that show on date. It was Dateline Forty Eight Hours. It was one of those, and I just remember having such a visceral reaction that it stood in my mind because you could just tell these were like the sweetest, sweetest fucking people. And I yeah. remember reading your notes, and I was like, this, these are the times when the justice system fails. Yeah, it failed really fucking hard. Right, because I'm just thinking, like, what facts do you have? Again, these are outlandish claims. And, it, I mean, I obviously, like, I was into the trial, and I didn't read, like, trial transcripts or anything. But it's like, on what evidence 
did you convict these people? Right. And then they set, spent a substantial amount of time in prison. Again, I know we're going to get to it, but it yeah. makes me angry. It makes me physically angry, just like the Mariah Carey Christmas song does. I get angry. You don't like All I Want for Christmas is You? Uh, not on repeat, like my parents like to do during the oh, holidays. Yeah. I, well, I just don't like it's Christmas much. songs in general that much. I don't, I'm not a Christmas hater. I do like Christmas in general. I like going somewhere where there's snow for Christmas sometimes. Okay. But I don't give a fuck about Christmas music. I feel like once I start drinking, because I'll be honest, I'm uh, I'm a happy drunk. So it's like, yeah. that's when I'm like, yeah, like let's hug. It's Christmas. But if I'm like driving in my car to work, I'm like, fuck you, Mariah Carey. <laughs> like I hate everything Christmas. I'm just angry. I think I'm an angry sober. <laughs> that could be. I feel, yeah, I feel like I, I probably am. <laughs> uh, so let's start the... So the the satanic ritual abuse scare was a moral panic, and it began in the 1980s in North America and lasted throughout a lot of the 90s, and it was fueled by claims of Satan worship made up of several components, including child and sexual abuse, human ritual sacrifice, teenage abduction rumors, animal mutilation, claims of actual Satanists, Heavy metal rock and horrorcore music, and violent and fantasy video games. Let's talk about games first. Let's do it. Do you did you have any experience with Dungeons and Dragons as a kid? My brother played a little bit um, with his nerdy friends, uh, like in junior high. But I mean, it was them sitting around a board game and rolling dice. And I mean, I don't remember them like acting out anything or taking on characters. It was more like they sat there and played it as a board game. I know other people get like super into it. Like I think yeah. Jeff May might have gotten super into it. Well, it was a thing. I knew I knew people who were way into it. I played it a couple times, but I was so young. I was like six or seven when... So when you say they got way into it, do you mean like they took on the characters? Like they played it outside of the board game? No. Well, the way the board game worked, you had to create your own character. Right. Uh, so that... I in They called it rolling a character. And I think you had to roll... Like they had... They, Dungeons and Dragons has all these different dice that have different numbers of sides like some have i think up to 20 sides and you have to roll these dice and it it was called rolling a character and somehow that builds your character your individual character and then there's like a dungeon master who uh, i remember a lot of fucking graph paper like you would buy graph paper and you could like build your own fucking quests for people. And it just seemed too much for me. It seemed like a lot of work. Yeah. Um, again, it didn't seem scary. It seemed very... Seemed ner- again, it seemed nerdy yeah. to me. Um, and I only know that Jeff played it because I believe he talked about it. I watched him do um, a set and he was talking about playing Dungeons and Dragons, but then also being a boxer for a while. So being like like a scary nerd. Yeah. he's He's like a... How does he describe it? He's like a... I don't know. A bully who bullies bullies, basically. 100%. But I also couldn't see him being a Satanist. Like, I see him like, uh, I don't want to well, he would have to believe or... in he would have to believe in God first. Like, I, any Satanist, I feel like, automatically has to believe in God, right? I'm not, you bring up a valid point. I never thought about it like that. Because I guess I, I believe in God, but I don't necessarily believe in the devil. But yet, is that because I'm scared of the devil or just I believe in yeah. evil? I don't know. This is going to be a bit of a tangent, but ha- have you ever heard that theory that we're all just living in a simulation? Uh, that, Am I a hologram? That someone's control. Yeah, like that's. 
That's one of the theories. And I always, my question when people bring that up, I'm like, how is that different from believing in God? Like, it's a different type of God. But in that case, you're still thinking, you're still believing in the idea of an omnipotent creator who has final control over everything we do. So it just feels like a sciencey way to say, yeah, I think there's a God. I don't know why. I, I've been thinking about that a lot lately because I, I feel like people bring that theory up as like some cool alternative explanation when it's, it's really just the same thing. Just gives them an outlet for like, I want to be evil. So let me just say, let me put all my chips into this and just... Could be. I'm into the devil. I'm into a cold. I'm into, you know, Maybe whatever. they're touching kids be. at daycare centers. The fucking Kellers. It makes me sad. It's really the sad. The Kellers were good people, and there's bad people out there who are not running a daycare for up to 15 kids. Most of them who had emotional and mental and physical needs, yeah. those are the people who should be in prison. Yeah. Well, ugh, we'll I know get, we'll get to we'll it, get but to it makes Kellers. me angry. Let's finish talking. So Dungeons & Dragons, it was created in 1974, Arguably the first true role-playing game, uh, players took on the mantle of adventurers from a multitude of races and occupations. Each game had a dungeon master who would act as both a referee and storyteller. By 2004, it was estimated that the game had been played over tw- by over 20 million people. So would the dungeon master change? The It, it would depend. It would, like... It would be the same as if Monopoly had a Monopoly master, and every game someone had to be that. But then they killed somebody at the end of Monopoly? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Just by like shutting their lights and heat off in the middle of winter or something, because <laughs> you're a shitty landlord. Uh, in the 80s, this game really came under scrutiny from fundamentalist religious groups who thought it was basically brainwashing kids and making them into Satanists. And this started in 1979 when a 16-year-old child prodigy named James Dallas Egbert III disappeared from his room at Michigan State University. A private investigator named William Deere, who also uh, d- did some really interesting work on the JFK assassination. Look hmm. it up, everybody. Uh, he was hired by James's parents to find their son. Despite apparently knowing little about role-playing games, Deer believed that Dungeons & Dragons was the cause of Egbert's disappearance. So now I don't know if I trust William Deer's JFK work after that. I don't know that I would either. And can we all agree that child prodigies are the goddamn worst? Yeah. like Fuck Bobby Fischer. I want that to be a a trending Twitter thing. Fuck Bobby Fischer, yeah. Get it trending. Just like your Iron Giant one. And people will be like, why? And we'll be like, fuck Bobby Fisher. <laughs> just Duh. Fuck, what, like, what, fuck Bobby Fisher and then just like change the subject. Yeah. Because we don't really have a reason. We don't need to. Once it's trending, people will find reasons. I want fuck Bobby Fisher to be just as popular as the fact um, that the Kardashians are like a puppy mill. They cannot yeah. stop getting pregnant. They are really cranking them out. They really are. The 19-year-old. So I watched a 10-year reunion. Yeah, I did. Uh, Nice. That Ryan Seacrest hosted. I don't know why I just gave him a plug. Uh, (laughs) But he did uh, host it. And and I don't know if they were pregnant then because I think Chloe was drinking uh, champagne. But Kylie was talking about like, oh, yeah, I was nine when this started. You know, it's been 10 years. Like, I'm 19. I can't even drink yet. And by the way, have you seen her baby daddy? No. 
Who is it? Uh, Nobody you know. His name's Travis Scott. I think he's uh, oh, he's a rapper, isn't he? Yeah. Oh yeah. my God, you knew that? Yes. I, I had no idea. Okay, so he's not like the most aesthetically pleasing. Am I correct? No, he's not a handsome, not a handsome guy. I know she just she gets excited. She doesn't like Travis either. I mean, I get it. Such a new dimension to this podcast. <laughs> I love it so much. And now you know what Caitlin and I deal with <laughs> when we when we record at her house. Oh, because she's got she's got she's got the puppies. Yeah. Oh, and they like to bark while Chris Hansen was talking. They really like to bark while Josh Mankiewicz was talking. So that was professional. Puppy, you're good. What do you do? Yeah. What do you do? Get over here, puppy. I think he's probably trying to protect you. There's like some something going on at the door. Yeah, I have a loud hallway. It's big and it echoes, and she barks at people a lot. She's just getting protective. She's a good puppy, and I love her so much. I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad that it worked out for you too. Okay, so uh, this kid, it turns out he did not disappear because of Dungeons and Dragons. He actually was suffering from depression and drug addiction and was hiding in the utility tunnels under the university during an episode of self-harm. Nevertheless, this prompted a number of works of fiction, including the novel Mazes and Monsters and uh, the 1982 Tom Hanks film of the same name. Egbert later died from a self-inflicted gunshot wound in 1980. Despite the evidence regarding his mental health problems, some activists believed Egbert's suicide was caused by Dungeons and Dragons. I mean... Probably not. It doesn't pay to be a nerd, though, you know? Yeah, definitely not. Don't be a nerd or a child prodigy. It's the... I had a PSA. That's all it would be. Yeah. Like, go play sports. Yeah, play sports. Uh, cheerleader. Try to have sex before you're out of high school. Wear cool clothes. Yeah, wear cool clothes. Uh, listen to good music. Don't shower. Be, yeah, shower. Don't be. You know, have a good have a good number of social media followers. Oh, definitely. Yeah, get definitely yourself established you, on the social meds right away. <laughs> you want to trend. Yeah, often. Yeah, as it, often as you can. Ideally, you want your birth to trend. Mm-hmm. But if not, whatever milestone comes next, you want that uh, set in the Twitter sphere of fire, a blaze, right. firestorm. Yeah, right. I agree. Yeah. Uh, there was also another kid, Irving Lee Pulling, who died after shooting himself in the chest. There was evidence that he had a lot of mental problems and trouble fitting in. But his mom believed her son's suicide was caused by him playing Dungeons and Dragons. Maybe he had CTE. Do you? From Dungeons and, and Dragons? And he shot himself. That's why, well, he shot himself in the chest. We don't know. Have they studied? I don't think that's just a CTE thing, but I understand where you're going with Have that. they studied the uh, effects that's of That's adorable. D&D? She is being cute. I know. She wants to play. Um, I guess that would be for another another show. But uh, <laughs> the, the uh, fitting in thing, um, it's interesting how it's like, okay, my, my kid was a nerd. He didn't fit in. But um, it's Dungeons and Dragons. Like, that was obviously the issue as to why. Yeah, of course he didn't fit in. Like, I would assume it's very traumatic when you're a child to commit suicide, but to look for a reason, to actively look for a reason, something to blame it on. Like, no, your child was a nerd. Like, he was unhappy. I get it. Like, we've all been there. We've all been sad and, like, suicidal and, you know, just we we don't feel like we fit in. And I'm sorry that, like, he, like, killed himself. But yeah. um, at the same time, like, it's not because of the... I don't think it's because of the board game. Well, you haven't heard all the evidence, Carrie. Okay. At <laughs> first, Patricia Pulling attempted to sue her son's high school principal 
claiming the curse placed upon her son's character during a game run by the principal was real. She also sued TSR Incorporated, the publishers of Dungeons & Dragons. Despite the court dismissing these cases, Pulling continued her campaign by forming... You ready for this? Yes. Bothered about Dungeons and Dragons or bad. That made me laugh. I was reading this in a bar during happy hour and I started laughing at bad. And then I had to look around like, did anybody see me laughing? That was so huge in the 80s. Sad. There, there was sad. I know. I know mad. Which, by the way, a lot of those mothers did get pulled over for drunk driving. Yeah. There was the 80s were there were so many fucking moral it's because reagan took office and reagan was such a conservative was it reagan or was it Na- was it nancy well yeah i mean it was she kind needed of something to do she had, she needed to get to the business, <laughs> give her a thing to do just say no just say no just say no was uh, nancy from west virginia do you know i angie pointed this out to me for the past couple weeks that we've recorded i had a huge bag of pizza rolls in the freezer and never once cooked up a batch for us to record. That's so funny. I just, like, I didn't even put two and two together until I was finally eating them. And Angie was like, hey, you do that thing on the podcast. <laughs> you could have maybe made a deal out of that, that you have 90 pizza rolls in the freezer. And I was like, when mm, you buy pizza they're going to be in my do, stomach soon. You do buy them 90 at a time. You gotta. Yeah, the last one I bought, I was like, oh my God, if I like pizza rolls, like, why buy the small box? Well, why you get buy like 90? 13 for three ninety nine or 90 for like a dollar more. Yeah. It's insane. You can't afford well, not to, to buy 90. Fiscal, fiscally responsible. Especially in this, this financial climate. <laughs> yes. I think. Yeah. Totally. Can we bring back bad? Uh, Can what? we get Jeff May a bad shirt? We should, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if they made shirts. Well, didn't you? Didn't your Peek and Chinks make shirts? <laughs> <laughs> that was not my team. That was a team in the neighboring town of Pekin, which was super racist. Still is. Uh, you gotta love the Midwest and the South and America. There was a cross burning in Pekin, <laughs> Illinois, in the nineties. Really? Yeah, it That's was crazy. That kind of town, really shitty. Uh, so yeah. Bad launched an intensive media campaign through conservative Christian outlets and mainstream media, including an appearance on current affairs show 60 Minutes opposite Dungeons and Dragons co-creator Gary Gigax, which with a name like that, you're asking for people to say you're you're there's some Satan shit. See, I almost feel like that's a porn name. Yeah, it is kind of a porn name. Gary Gigax with a 12 inch dongs. And if anyone wants to read more about uh, what we were just talking about, read the great 80s Dungeons and Dragons panic on BBC News. (gasps) Oh, yeah. Let's talk about rock music, Carrie. Let's Let's talk Tipper Gore. What a piece of shit she was. So did you watch uh, Straight Outta Compton? Yes. Yeah. And again, so this I know is pertaining to like rock music and heavy metal, but she also had an issue with... um, with rap music, and it's right. just like, what the fuck, Tipper? Yeah, it's like... Calm down. No one asked you to buy your kid a Prince album? Like, that's how this started. She bought her kid Purple Rain. Well, when I started reading through the songs, like, one of them was, like, She Bop by Cindy Lauper. Like, I never remember being a child being like, I bet this has to do with sex. I just remember having yeah. a catchy beat and, like, I like dancing and, like, singing to, like, my hairbrush in the mirror. Like, it wasn't a big deal. Like, Dress You Up by Madonna. Sex. Yeah. Tipper Gore, for anyone, I think most people know what she did, but in the 80s, she started the Parents Music Resource Center, 
after she basically bought her kids Purple Rain for Christmas one year and heard them listening to Darling Nikki and realized uh, she wasn't a good enough parent to successfully raise a child who never hears anything about sex or drugs until they're 18 without government intervention. Right. So she wanted the government to step in and start labeling music. Was she just like bored at home? Yeah, I mean, she was, was Al she Gore's wife. Trying to figure out a platform because Al Gore was doing stuff. I Yeah, maybe. Like she needed like a hobby and she's like, I don't really like like needle pointing. Yeah. Some people try to push health care through when they're in that right. situation, like right. Hillary Clinton in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Some people want you to put stickers on Prince albums. So I saw Prince, um, God, I think it was 2011 at the L.A. Coliseum. And it was so funny because I didn't realize, I think he was Jehovah's at the end. Jehovah Witness. Oh, yeah, for most of the end of his career, like most of the 2000s. Right. So he started playing Little Nicky and everyone's like, yeah. And then all of a sudden he looks at the audience. He's like, no, no, no. Yeah. And he goes to the next one. And he'd do the same with Cream where he'd start to do it. And he'd be like, no, no, no. So I was like, why am I being admonished? You started <laughs> to play this, Prince. This is on you. Yeah. But when I saw him, I saw him actually three times, two times or three times. Definitely two times. Maybe three. No, it was just two. But um. He played Little Red Corvette, mm-hmm. and it's like, that's a fuck song, too. Yeah, that is true. But Very he, much so. But he played it uh, solo acoustic, sitting on like a rolling office chair. Oh, my God. I love Prince so much. He was so great in concert. Let's talk about some if of- If you get the chance to see Prince in concert, you should go out and <laughs> You should definitely buy do tickets. it. Yeah. Yeah. Don't definitely. delay. Don't. Go see Prince in concert today. Yes. Let's go through some of the songs. She the the PMRC released a list of songs. The Filthy 15, which here's the thing. If you can only find 15 really filthy songs uh, in music at the time, it's not that big of a problem. Well, again, this was just in rock. So this didn't include her other passion, which was bringing down rap music. Yeah. Well, yeah, she's getting she's pushing the definition of rock with some of these. Uh Prince Darling Nikki. That mm-hmm. that made the list for sex and masturbation. Which I, I agree with. I mean, okay, go it's ahead. a sex song for sure. Right. Uh, Sheena Easton, Sugar Walls, which, uh, did she just not like Prince? Because I think Prince wrote that too. Maybe. Uh, Judas Priest, Eat Me Alive. Okay. <laughs> just says sex. I think there's, <laughs> she'll say, she'll say homosexual because <laughs> Rob Halford's gay. Yep. Uh, Vanity, strap on Robbie, baby. Vanity, another Prince protege. She really protege? has a problem with Prince, yeah. yeah. Motley Crue, bastard. Violence and language is her problem with that song. ACDC, let me put my love into you. Nazism. Weird. Oh, no, sex also for that. Mm-hmm. Uh Twisted Sister, we're not going to take it. Violence. Really? That was such softcore violence. That doesn't even count. It's like two girls, like, kind of slapping and pulling each other's hair. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. It's a schoolyard fight that the principal breaks up. It was more a crime against fashion and makeup. That, it was definitely that. Madonna, dress you up. Sex. Which... Even if that's a metaphor for sex, that's such an innocuous I agree. song. And again, I know that they're adults and think they've had sex, and I was probably in eighth grade when a lot of these came out, but I don't think I ever looked at any of these as sexual. 
What about uh, Animal, Fuck Like a Beast by oh, that, Wasp? That one I did. That one I did, and I know that a lot of ladies like to strip to it at the club. Sure. That sure. one I, I can give Tipper. That's yeah. One. That one, uh, that one makes a list. That one for... and Darling Nikki, so two. I give her two. How about Def Leppard, High and Dry, Saturday Night, Drug yeah. and Alcohol use. I don't think I would have correlated it when I was that young. No. Uh, Merciful Fate, Into the Coven, Occult. Who the fuck's listening to Merciful Fate, lady? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Black Sabbath, trashed. Drug and alcohol use. Yeah, I probably still wouldn't have got it. Mary Jane Girls, In My House, Sex. Yeah, probably not. What about every other Mary Jane Girls song? All Night Long? Yeah, that's actually a good point. What? Who sang, um, I Touch Myself? The Divinals, or... That was at this time, right? Was that the Divinals? Yeah, I Touch Myself. I don't want... Anybody else when I think about you, I just myself. Oh, I feel like I should have a tambourine. Yeah, yep. we should. We almost okay. Next time. Next time. We'll put it next to the to the uh, Robert doll. Uh, the last two songs: Venom, Possessed, which is apparently an occult song. Which, yeah, don't listen to Venom. And Cindy Lauper, She Bop, which is about masturbation, but. You, you don't get that. You don't like, know I still that. don't think I realized that at 41 until I just saw that it had sex and masturbation next to it. Yeah. Unless it explicitly says in the song lyrics, like, I'm going to fuck you and eat your twat and, like, yeah. come in your face. Like, I'm, and even then I might be like, what? I like the tune. Most, most people don't really listen to, to lyrics, lyrics, which isn't, yeah. like, it, and that's not a bad thing. Like, like, Sometimes you don't get invested enough in a song to really want to know what's going on, but you just like the song. Like there, there, there was this country song called "I Hope You Dance," and it was uh, clearly a song that this woman had written about her children. Mm-hmm. And when you watch the video, it's even more clear because her kids are all over in the video. And I was working this insurance job in South Dakota, and this girl was training me. It was like my first day. And uh, we were talking, that song came on like the radio overhead, and she was like, oh my God, I love this song. I was like, yeah, yeah, it's about her kids. And she was like, oh, I thought it was just like a boyfriend who broke up with her, like any other song. It's like, no, exactly. Clearly not, but people just don't, like, yeah, they don't, especially not kids. Kids aren't gonna think about Shebop that fucking hard to know that it's a masturbation song. But you know what? We need more masturbation songs. Now that you pointed out. You know what else is a masturbation song? What? Uh, Turning Japanese by The Vapors. I have heard that. And again, I've heard it a million times and never put that correlation together until I think I heard that a couple of years ago. And, and I think like, it is. Yeah. And I think it's like a, I don't know, quasi kind of racist thing. As long as it's not satanic. Exactly. <laughs> we should we should move on. So the, the PMRC, they eventually have this. You can find all kinds of video on YouTube about uh, or video footage of it. There was eventually this big Pad-ca- congressional. What? P-A-T-G. Podcasters against Tipper Gore. I like that. Do we? I still have Do, my we should, up. We should finger. finger. Oh, I can light mine and up. And if anybody can worry. think of a, a better name. But it has to end with against Tipper Gore. <laughs> Puppy, do you have a better name? Maybe puppies against Tipper Gore. I like that too. Yeah, I think uh, he does too. Yeah, you can if you go out on YouTube, you'll find a lot of footage from the congressional hearing that they eventually had over this bullshit. Frank Zappa and uh, Frank Zappa's testimony is really great. 
D. Snyder's testimony is really great. Or I don't know if testimony is the right word, but uh, even John Denver showed up because his yes. John Denver got pissed because his song Rocky Mountain High, yeah, they said, was like pot smoke. Yeah. At one point had been labeled as a drug song and it wasn't. And he got very John Denver angry. And which uh, on a scale of one to angry, how angry is that? Is that like a probably like a two or six two or oh. three? Ooh, okay. But I always wonder if John Denver was maybe one of those dudes who in the background was just like a total piece of shit. You don't know. I mean, I the way he was married in two or three, I, I see him getting angry and like tossing a rock in somebody's direction because he's angry. Yeah. But like my kind of angry is like he's putting rat poison in their coffee. So like he's very subtle about it. Like yeah. I don't want you to know I'm Gen- John Denver and I'm about to fuck you up, but I'm about to fuck you up. Yeah. But I'm doing it covertly. Right. I'm John motherfucking Mountain on High Denver. He's the den. He's the den. The den. Rest dead, in peace. Right? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. He died in a plane crash. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So I take a lot of those Facebook quizzes now. Like, that's like my, my thing. And uh, one of them was like, do you know all these like, I don't know, uh, music legends, I think. And uh, they'll give a little clip about them right after you get it right or wrong. Um and it talked about his plane crash, which, by the way, they had one about the Oregon Trail over the weekend, and I got it wrong. And I was like, curses, Carrie. All those times you made fun of Caitlin for reading the Oregon <laughs> Trail, she would have helped you with this question. She could have. She could have. I've seen – I saw two movies last week. Okay, which ones? That uh, um, Logan Lucky and Kingsman Golden Circle, and they both have key moments where main characters sing – Country Roads by John Denver. Interesting. Is it Kingsman? Is that with like all those actors that just came out? Um, I guess that's fag. But yeah. Does it have Colin Firth? Yes. Yes. Okay. I've yeah. seen. I didn't realize it was more than just a Kingsman. Yeah. There's two. Th- this is the second one. The first Kingsman okay. movie is really great. I like the second one too. It's not as good as the first, but. This is where I feel like I'm failing you. Like, unless it has like hot tubs, I don't really watch. Yeah. There might be a hot tub. Okay. Uh, then I'll watch. So so let's talk about the worst part of the 80s satanic panic, which was the sex abuse and torture scandals. Let's do it. Which this is the part where it turned into kind of a McCarthyism thing where they were just left and right. People were getting accused of literally torturing and abusing kids in satanic rituals. And what's worrisome about it is a lot of this was spread by way of what now we would call fake news, like articles that popped up that people didn't really verify the facts and they just spread 100%. as facts. And you know what this reminds me of? Remember when remember, remember when Ryan White came out with AIDS and it was like, oh, my God, don't touch him. Don't get near yeah. him. Like it, it kind of reminds me of that. It wasn't fake news, but the, it created this hysteria. Right. And it. Uh, it's you see the same thing kind of starting now with pedophilia, like yeah. that Pizzagate thing. You're where, talking about current day? Yeah. Okay, so I want to do an episode on how Justin Bieber now goes to church and he was apparently not involved in a pedophilia ring. We talked about this, right? Yeah, I looked, it, I looked it up. I don't know if the story is 100% okay. true. Because they also said Nicole Kidman and somebody else was saying pedophilia is a big thing about. Well, there is... Uh, who is um from fucking Lord of the Rings with Orlando the, Bloom with the stupid face Orlando Bloom no the kid the the younger Elijah Wood there's uh, an interview with Elijah Wood where he says that uh, pedophilia is fucking rampant in Hollywood and Corey Feldman too 
basically said but like who wants to fuck at Corey, you know? Well, he said that's I think he kind of implied that that's the reason Corey Haim died as young as he did because well, he had so many Corey mental Haim died of issues. pneumonia, but Corey Haim was fucked up in the yeah, head yeah. and he alluded into if you ever watched the two Corys, he alluded to being touched during one of their episodes when they were talking, right. he's like, man, you know, like what happened? I mean, it was crazy. It was so raw. And I'll be honest, like Corey Haim was fucked up. Um, but like in that moment, like and it was a reality show, like your heart kind of went out to him where and you, like, can you imagine me this cute little kid? He's 12. You're making all these people money and they're like passing you around. And I don't doubt for a second that happened. Drew Barrymore. I don't doubt for a second either, because when you think about, that's just a thing that happens in professions where adults interact with kids a lot. Yeah. You get people who are drawn to those professions so they can have access to those kids. That's what happened with uh, Catholic priests and that huge fucking scandal. There's no reason it wouldn't be happening in Hollywood, right. too. And it would actually. We should do an episode about that. Yeah, that's but I, interesting. I don't know if the and Justin. And watch your building like, catch on fire. Probably. <laughs> Winter would bark and get us out of here, though. We'd be the four who would survive. Yeah, she would strap on a parachute, <laughs> and we would grab onto her, and she would good slow puppy. us down. Good puppy. She's so good. She's so good. All right, so let's talk about these uh, sex abuse and torture scandals. There were tons of people in the 80s and 90s who were accused of really, really awful crimes, dozens of them convicted with no physical evidence, and it was fueled by, I don't remember if you... I don't know if you remember how big this was in the 80s, but repressed memories, that became such a thing in the 80s. And that's how most of these people who went to prison for satanic abuse scandals were convicted. Well, a lot of them, I believe, um, they said were coached by their psychologist who, again, if you've seen The Keepers on Netflix, and we're about to get into that on our other podcast, Why Why Is You Crime? But they show one girl who's like screaming and they talk about... Oh, yeah, like she's like re- reliving a gang rape, but she was never gang raped. But like her psychologist or psychiatrist, like at some yeah. point, tricked her into believing this happened as a repressed memory. Yeah, that's that's uh, mostly what happened with these cases in the 80s. And then there was also the media. There were like it wasn't information wasn't as easy to access back then. So rumors really got spread as fact pretty easily like the me and Connor McSpadden just did in uh episode of our podcast about the Beatles the the conspiracy theory that the Beatles never existed and the the way the Paul is dead conspiracy started was some kid writing for a school newspaper at Drake University wrote an article kind of half serious questioning whether maybe Paul McCartney had died which he had not yeah. Uh, and then another kid at another college wrote like a joke response to it and included all these clues saying, well, these this is evidence that Paul died. And that fucking conspiracy theory has been going since then. And that was like the late 60s. And it's because it got picked up as actual news because people didn't have a way to check this shit. Hashtag uh, Paul McCartney and John Denver died in a plane crash. <sighs> Rest in peace. R.I.P. Yep. R.I.P. Uh, so, yeah, that's or that's <laughs> that's what happened with this in the 80s. It was also a lot of fake news. Uh, there were tons of... But there wasn't a way to fact check back then. Right. There's it, a it lot just... of fake news now when there are times, because Caitlin and I do true crime, people will send us stories and it's so over the top that I'm like, 
almost like the Todd Kohlhepp thing where I'm almost like, oh my God, this is so over the top. Is it right. fake news or is it real news? But that's why I ask about every story that comes to us now. But there really wasn't a way to check back then. Right. And as a result, that, that combination of things, a lot of people ended up in prison. This is just uh, a list of allegations that were made against people who ended up being uh, not guilty. 1980, Michelle Remembers was a supposedly true account of a young girl's torture at the hands of a secret coven of Satanists in Victoria, British Columbia. Michelle Smith recovered, and that is in quotes, her memories while in therapy and under hypnosis by a therapist whom she later married. That would be another good episode because a lot of those therapists prey on young girls. They get married and then the girls end up uh, turning and like, killing them or something. What was that one? Um, the something with the with the tattoo girl with the something tattoo. The girl with the dragon tattoo. Yeah, if you watch that, it was I think the same thing. Where the, I haven't ever seen that. I need to watch. You have it, to watch. I mean, it's fiction, but sure. at the same time, I feel like I've seen a few stories like that, like in true crime, where there'll be like a, a young vulnerable girl who has to go to a psychiatrist who's like twenty, thirty years her senior. At some point, it becomes romantic. They end up getting married and having children, and then she fucking at some point explodes and kills them, or something crazy happens, which, you know, don't play with fire. Yeah. Bobby Fisher. Fucking Bob. Hashtag (laughs) fuck Bobby Fisher. Fuck Bobby Fisher. God damn it. Uh, 1982, Marianne Barbour believed her two young step granddaughters, step granddaughters, were being sexually abused, and eventually the children accused their father, Alvin McQuan. The girls were placed in the Barbour's care, relentlessly grilling her two charges. Marianne Barbour reported that they had been used in prostitution and pornography, tortured, made to watch snuff films, and forced to allow animals to eat pet food out of their vaginas. That's what I'm saying. I think, like, I can be, like, like a crazy bitch, but, like, I don't think, like, I would ever do anything this perverted. To myself, but okay, so we're not talking right. about me. No, no, no. Oh, okay, so just in general, yeah, no, th- these allegations, again, are over the top. They are a little over the top, yeah. And it was, uh, there were, uh, seemed like a lot, of, a lot out of British Columbia. Rumors in Victoria, British Columbia spread about the planned kidnapping of a newborn baby by Satanists for sacrifice. 1983, Judy Johnson accuses Ray Bucky, a 25-year-old worker at the McMartin Preschool in Manhattan Beach, California, of sodomizing her two-year-old pre-verbal son. Oh, that was a badly timed. <laughs> wow, finger me. I did. We might as well finger after that. That Let's was finger for prenatal vaginosis. That so was, was poorly pre-verbal. timed air horn. It, it was right I there. was into it, and I was over here cheering like you just scored a goal. <laughs> and that, now puppies running in the, the room. What's up? Do you want a finger? Hey, do you make? <laughs> no. <laughs> do we eat food out of anybody? No, no. Around you? Uh-uh, no. Okay. I'm sorry, puppy. I didn't, didn't know. Uh, 1984. 208 counts of child abuse involving 40 children are laid against Ray Bucky, the owners of the... <laughs> sorry, I read that wrong. 1984. 208 counts of child abuse involving 40 children are laid against the owners of the McMartin School and four teachers. Preschool children in a Miami daycare accused Frank Fuster and his 17-year-old wife of abusing them. 
Allegations included pornography, the drinking of urine, eating of feces, etc. Clinton Attorney General Janet Reno was involved in this case. Frank Fuster, still in prison. What if Janet Reno is the one who drank urine and ate feces? It could be. She, this could have been just her. She looks like just a trash compactor for like, like she would just unhinge her lower jaw. Yeah. And you could just like throw whatever you wanted in there, like a carnival game. We should try it if we ever see it. <laughs> yes, we should. Uh, 1985, daycare operator Sandra Craig is accused of assaulting children with a screwdriver and a stick. You know what? Tools are used for one reason and only one reason. The stick, maybe. Yeah. Animal torture and taking nude photographs. She's sentenced to 10 years in prison. James Rodriguez and five others are charged and convicted of sexual abuse of two young brothers in California. Accusations include infanticide. And these are all people that their charges included basically satanic rituals that in almost every case did not happen. 1986, James Watt goes on trial with multiple counts of child abuse at a private daycare. 18 children testified to various acts of abuse. Defense lawyers said that children initially denied abuse but told, quote, bizarre stories after repeated interviews Watt is sentenced to 165 years. Daycare workers in Carson City are accused of abusing 14 children. Children told of the murders of adults, animal killings, drinking blood, and other rituals. How would this shit be happening with no one? Like, we brought this up. I, I mentioned on the Monday show that we were going to talk about this on this podcast the minute one kid got dropped off at a daycare and wasn't returned, that would be the end of that story. And almost every one of these stories involve multiple people showing up to these daycares and never coming back. That, like, where are well, the missing okay. persons So cases? this says daycare workers in Carson are accused of abusing 14 children. Children told of the murders of adults, animal killings, drinking blood, and other rituals. So uh, where are those dead adults? Well, also, like, 14 children, like, if it is coerced, and I'm not saying that it isn't, but it's like, how do you get 14 children to say, it, it blows my mind that it's like, you could potentially, and again, I know we're going to get to the Kellers, um, you could potentially get all these kids to fixate on something that very possibly isn't real and manifest it into ruining somebody's life, yet there are people out there who do heinous crimes. Yeah. And they're just walking around. Let's uh, all. So, so yeah, all of these acts were attributed to a hypothetical satanic cult. And all of these rumors merged in order to form kind of one elaborate story, which was that around the nation, there was this underground satanic cult that was operating and basically killing kids and using them for satanic rituals and it uh is a thing that just kind of grew and grew throughout the 80s into the 90s uh the uh in in 1994 the federal government conducted a five-year study into the allegations costing the taxpayers 750 thousand money well spent oh yeah for sure i thought i was bad with money the study concluded the rumor of satanic cults in daycares were unequivocally false Despite this, pop culture latched onto the scandal with children's books about satanic rituals and songs about it, such as Joan Baez's Play Me Backwards. 
The New York Times wrote in 1994, citing a study by the National Center on Abuse and Neglect that found not a single substantiated case of cult sex abuse among more than 11,000 reported to psychiatric and police workers. Also during this time, 70% of people believed in existence of satanic cults and believed the FBI and police were deliberately ignoring the cults because that's what the police do. Well, uh, yeah, you know. yeah, I mean, in some cases. But here, this was like young white kids getting murdered. The police aren't going to fucking ignore that. But again, did you watch The Keepers? Well, no, I okay, get so that. There's different sects of white kids. Sex, S-E-C-T-S, my accent. What? Sex? Yeah, sex. <laughs> sex with white kids. Go sex. on. This is weird. Um, Sex of white kids. Um, so then it is like you've got to also look at uh, like what's their social class and standing uh, right. there, uh, male or female. Um. But this is this is a different thing where the keepers was an incident that actually happened. This was this was a moral panic like this was all across the but country. But do you not think any of this was true? I'm sure some of them happened, but they have. I feel like these probably didn't happen, and there's things out there that I mean, happen that we didn't. There's that a difference between kids getting abused or sexually abused at daycares and satanic ritual. I agree. Abuse, I agree. and I think these are the cases that involved people saying they're worshiping the devil. Do you and think Aphrodite kids. Jones would agree? And do you think an owl was involved? I think owls do most murders. <laughs> yes, and, and most satanic rituals, and nine eleven. Yes. Why didn't we talk about that on our 9-11 episode? I don't know. Those talons can melt steel beams. Can. They're very strong. And they had like a bunch of passengers on their wings. Right. Exactly. Mm. Where'd the passengers go? <laughs> I still want that owl brought to justice. I know. What's your deal with owls? <sighs> I just don't think they're as fucking smart as they say they are. Understandable. All right. So let's end by talking about the worst absolute worst case of uh, people wrongly accused of satanic abuse. I don't know if it's the worst, but it's definitely up there. <laughs> well, the, the, yeah. I mean, there are people still in prison, but the Kellers at least are out now. Um, they they weren't the only ones to be falsely accused, but they did serve a whole lot of time in prison. This story, and I wish I could remember if it was on like 48 hours or Dateline, like you watched them and they were just like the sweetest, most loving oh, yeah, couple. Yeah. yeah, I've seen the Dateline episode too. They're... Was it, okay, was it Dateline? I think, yeah, I think it was. Okay. So, and it was just like, oh, here's this couple who takes in uh, children, up to 15 children who are like emotionally, uh, mentally, physically like recessed. And they'll watch them. And it was basically, it was the wife's, that's what she wanted to do. And the husband's like, I love the wife. And so I'm in. And then? And then, Fran and Dan Keller were falsely accused of satanic rituals. They were convicted in 1992 for sexual molestation after children from their daycare center accused them variously, get ready, of serving blood-laced Kool-Aid, wearing white robes, cutting the heart out of a baby, flying children to Mexico to be raped by soldiers, using Satan's arm as a paintbrush, burying children alive with animals, throwing them in a swimming pool with sharks. Sharks are a saltwater fish. I you agree. Just... That's the one out of all of these that I was like, I don't know that that really happened. <laughs> 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 Everyone knows 
Sharks and I like that after throwing them in a swimming pool with sharks, it just says shooting them <laughs> and resurrecting them after they had been shot. This is either a few very creative children or a really creative psychiatrist I can't interviewing rem- them. Okay, so I think you go into how it started. Well, it, uh, yeah, the Fran- Franz Daycare Center. Uh, it opened in 1989. It had cages of rabbits. It had a pony named Dancer. Good pony. You're a good pony. You don't fuck dudes to death. <laughs> that was a zoo reference. That was a zoo reference. Not the CBS show, though. The documentary about zoo. fucking about horses. Fucking horse. Oh, I wish we were live oh, streaming. I, I, so, wa- I know. So I, watched, saw that. Uh, I watched the fucking with Keith. Yeah, you told me. Yeah. Horrifying, right? Um, I'll be honest. The guy's ass was not bad. Uh, I mean, like... Before he got injected. How was that horse? It was like at least a foot, if not more. I mean, it was huge. It was at least my, I guess my whole arm, maybe, maybe from the elbow to my finger. That's a significant amount of dick. Yeah. And it was girthy. Ooh. So here's the other thing. So then you have the guy who's jacking the horse off, getting ready to put the horse stick into the butt. And then you have the guy who's filming. So it's just like, how did those two escape as not being accessories? Yeah. To a horse ass raping or whatever it was. Yeah. That horse is aggressive. That's bullshit. And then the horse got gelded. God damn it. All right. Uh, The couple, Fran and Dan, lived at the same house. Fran in her 40s, Dan in his 50s. They cared for about 15 children each day. In 1991, the allegations began as a single accusation from a three-year-old girl with known behavioral problems. Worried parents sent their children to therapists where they came back with tales pulled straight from horror movies. Parents began to reinterpret day-to-day activities at the daycare as sinister omens. The Kellers had once sent children home with American flags. One parent told the Vancouver Sun, the flag, quote, reminds them, don't tell. Which, what? That's so such bullshit. Like, that's <laughs> such a children- fucking stretch. <laughs> Did the children have to take a knee also? <laughs> the uh, At one point in the investigation, uh, the statesman wrote, police had a suspect list of 26 ritual abusers, including many of the Keller's neighbors and a respected Austin police captain. As an appeals court judge recounted decades later, one girl claimed that Dan Keller had come to her house and had cut her dog's vagina with a chainsaw until it bled that she was taken to a cemetery where after a person dressed like a policeman threw a person in a hole daniel keller shot the person who had been thrown into the hole and cut up the body with a chainsaw while all the children helped like if that was during my nap time i would have been so pissed yeah i would have been really salty and you feel like yeah. I feel like some of the kids, even if they got those flags, one of those kids would have broke and said something when they got home. Anyway, the Kellers were convicted after a six. Really quickly, a dog's vagina. Like I don't think like it's not like a woman's vagina. You know what I mean? Like it. I, and it's not I, like I, I don't know if I could tell you where Winter's vagina was. And it's not like you can cut a dog's vagina with a chainsaw until it bleeds. And so the you can either murder there? a dog in the vagina by hitting it with a chainsaw there, or like you cannot what? touch like a dog. Or like yeah, they're they're flight or. Fr- or flight. Like it's not like the dog is yes. just gonna get a little abrasion and be like, oh, 
Like you're gonna kill that dog the minute that chainsaw touches it. Or it's gonna feel it and fucking run the fuck off. Like wh- yeah. what are you talking about? Was no one like, kid, come on. Do you not know how a chainsaw but, works? But it here, did. Here, take this chainsaw and show me on this dog what they did. Right. It it it, it takes the t- show me like where on the bear. Show, show me where on the Robert doll, like, which is what you have me and Caitlin do week after week. Like where well, if you, Jeff May's ghost touched If you would you. just stop touching Caitlin, <laughs> then we wouldn't have to do it every week. I apologize. Uh, the Kellers were convicted after a six-day trial in 1992, not of chainsawing a dog's vagina, what? but of aggravated sexual assault based on the word of children and police and a single piece of physical evidence, an apparent wound on a girl's vagina. The doctor who had testified about the wounds on a little girl's vagina had since reconsidered after learning more about the female anatomy. What the fuck? Like, you're a doctor. You should know. Yeah, the fe- it's always a female, changing. It is always it's changing. It's always changing. Always yeah. evolving. You never know when they're going to drop like a, a new. globe. You never know when they're going to release a new, land. a new OS. Are you going to have to get a new phone, an update? You never, mm-hmm. you never know. Very much an update, yeah. Yep. Uh, he told the Chronicle, uh, or the the Chronicle, I'll be straight up honest with you. I could have been wrong. Jesus. State troopers had once flown over a cemetery investigating claims that the Kellers took children there to dig up a grave. Evidence at the trial showed the earth had indeed been disturbed, but a cemetery worker told, uh, a cemetery worker told the uh, Chronicle that the coffin in that particular grave kept sinking and the occupant's son regularly came by and threw more dirt on it thus the disturbance so uh what happened with the kellers they eventually went to prison they were convicted they served nearly 22 years this makes me want to flip a table like the evidence and again i know this is like related to us but the evidence that they were convicted on it's just like i don't understand how a jury would work and maybe it depends on the state because different states has to be unanimous vote uh, other states, it's like it has to be like a partial vote. It just makes me wonder, like twenty-two years of your life, and honestly, like these are good. Like you can tell they're just fucking good people. It just makes you so angry. Where it's like, what evidence were they looking at? And if there was more than what I'm reading, like I would really love to know because none of this makes yeah. any sense to me. Well, yeah, they were. They served twenty-two years in prison. Uh, they were released in two thousand thirteen. Good after, for you, Kellers. After- after years of work by journalists and lawyers to expo- exp- expose. <laughs> this is what happens when you start drinking. Expose. Some of our O's, like we start talking like we're from like Fargo. Expose me, puppy. Uh, by work by, they served nearly 22 years in prison <laughs> before a court released them in 2013 after years of work by journalists and lawyers to expose what proved to be a baseless case against them. They were released in 2013. During this time, uh, they they still had to appeal their charges. They basically had to face a new trial. During this time, they were considered sexual predators and lived off the kindness of friends and social security. And in June, finally, in June 2017, three fucking months ago, they were finally fully exonerated and awarded $3.4 million from a state fund carry finger me yeah i'm not it's good. we're not we're not reaching <laughs> yeah no we were fine i just i couldn't make the noises that caitlin does. oh i see I mean, we all knew she's the voice person um i say we have the kellers at chats 
Yeah. Can we sort that hashtag? What if we get there and they're just like, all right, where are the kids? <laughs> and then it turns out we were all wrong. Yeah, we're all wrong. Well, let's hope that doesn't happen because what I would like to do <laughs> is for them to go to Chet's house and like he's wearing pajamas as he does making musicals with puppets in the back. Dan Keller sees Winter and goes, Puppy, I got something for you. Pulls out a chainsaw. Yeah, and then hurts her vagina. She says, who has what for me? Hi, Pop. Oh, Poppers. She is a good puppy. She loves you. All right. So that was the 80s satanic panic. This was fun. This was a good episode. Yeah, it was good. I still, I would still like to start some uh, tweeter twin, twins. Some what? <laughs> Don't drink. This is why I don't drink ever. This is my first drink ever, and I'm sorry that you guys had to listen to it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I'm both, both I, of us. I want some of our tweets to start twendi- trending. Trending. <laughs> 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 Can winner say it for me better? We'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. <laughs> Do we have anything to plug before we get out of here? When does yeah, this not uh, really. post? This goes up this week. Thursday, uh, I'm going to be hosting um, an all-girls comedy show at uh, the Garage in Culver City. Very nice. Um, and it will be uh, sponsored by LOCA, which is the Ladies at Comedy Association. So I will be hosting if you want to come down and uh, hang out and have a salad and uh, a drink. And How do I get booked on that? <clears throat> I just need to chainsaw your dick into a <laughs> vagina. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> What do you have, Adam? Oh, you know, just subscribe to the rest of our podcast on Patreon. Oh, we have a live podcast. You're doing the live podcast still, October 28th, yeah. right? At the Hollywood Hotel. It's a Saturday if, night. If I'm still in, I just I keep feeling like I'm trying to like double dash my way in to make like, am I still in? Am I still in? You're it's the al- same with hosting once Caitlin's gone. I'm like, am I in? You're always in. I know. I don't we love know. you, I Carrie. Have insecurity issues. Come out and see me and Carrie Martin and Quincy Johnson and Jeff May. It'll be a lot of fun. At the Live Unpops podcast at the Hollywood Hotel, October 28th. I'm not 100% sure what time it starts yet, but we will let you know. But it's free. Come out. We're going to have drinks. Come out. There will be drinks. There'll you get to Ubers. hang out with us. You get to watch us. There'll be us. pot that I won't smoke, but if you have anything stronger. It's a really good area to smoke lot. weed with us. Oh. It will, it's going to be a lot of fun. Winter will be there headlining. Is winter coming? Oh, now she's, she's getting in her bed. <laughs> we are you, almost done recording, Nine puppy. o'clock. She's, she's bedtime. She's oh, nappy noodle. Oh, she's a good puppy. Yeah, she is. She's nappy noodle at nine. And it's 8.15, so we wore her out. All right. Let's, fingering wore out. Let's get out of here. Carrie, say goodbye. Goodbye, boo. Caitlin, say goodbye. Oh. oh. Goodbye, everybody. We love you. Oh.